Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we talk with a special guest about the balances of being a soldier and a professional athlete. Welcome everyone. I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And this is the first full week of November. Yeah. It's um, crazy. Time is flying by so fast. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this year has gone by way too quick. Yeah. The older you get, the faster it goes by. Yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine when you're like in your 40s and 50s, it's just going to blink of an eye. It's when I get out of the guard, I'll be like, oh, it was just nothing. It was just a... Uh, it was just so quick. <laughs> so um, recently, Joint Force Headquarters, we did our PT test. I don't know. Did you guys do your PT test for October? We did. We did on an airport um, tarmac. Okay. How's that? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it, it just started <laughs> to rain. It, it started raining, so it was uh, a... Uh, it, it helped people like, okay, I probably need to speed up. Yeah. And, unless I just want to get, get this soaked. done and over with. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, we always do ours at uh, McCready Training Center around the the track that goes like around the, the fields track. and all that. Yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah, it's not too bad. Other than the curves. Um, yeah, I like I I hate when you get to the back and you're going around the one curve where the tunnels and stuff are, and you're like, okay, that's the that's the final stretch, and then you realize you still have a couple more yards ahead of you before you get around the full curve. You make that right <laughs> turn and you see that uh, softball field, yeah, uh, softball fence, and then it's like, oh man, yeah. A lot of people don't like it. I mean, I don't mind it. I would rather do that because it's two times around than to go on a quarter mile track and have to do that. What? Like eight times or yeah. something like that. It's just too much. Uh, it becomes monotonous. Yeah. Um, well, since we're on the topic of running. Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> like running, but we have a special guest today that, um, loves running. <laughs> so she's here to talk about, uh, what she does in the civilian side and how she balances what she does as well as with the guard and um, we're going to just have her talk about her experiences, I guess. So today we have specialist Valetta Burgess. She's with the Alpha Company 151 ESB, but she's also a professional track and field athlete. So thank you for stopping by and uh, coming in and talking to us today. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So could you explain a little bit um, about your experience up until this point with track and field? Sure. So I started running track, I was fairly young, I was about 12 years old. And before that, I was always an athlete. I was a very, very active kid. I was in gymnastics uh, before track and field. And I really, really loved that. Actually, my grandmother uh, insisted that I be put in gymnastics because she was tired of me kind of jumping all over her furniture. (laughs) So... I got into gymnastics and I was I was really good at it and I enjoyed playing um, baseball. I was just I was really a tomboy. Mm-hmm. And when I discovered track and field, I I really I really liked it a lot. So I started running at twelve because that's how old you could be to run for the high school team. When I was in Myrtle Beach, that's where I grew up. So from seventh grade to twelfth grade. Uh, That was my main sport. And then I took some time off to go to college. And then when I came back, I started running again for a semi-professional club. 
in Myrtle Beach. And I started training under a developmental coach because there were some things that I had to relearn because I had been out of the sport for so long. I had like a little hiatus. So that developmental coach was really helpful to me. And then I started to get back into it. And then I got stronger. And that was around the time that I joined the military. And I chose the guard because I liked the fact that you had the benefits of being in the military with a part-time obligation. And so that was very appealing to me. And so I joined the guard in 2014. And um, I was in till, you know, I was in 2017. And then in 2017, I got selected by my unit as a soldier of the year. Then I went to the state best warrior competition for South Carolina uh, National Guard. We were there with uh, National Guardsmen from the Army and the Air Force. So that was that was pretty cool. It was a pretty good experience. And then after I did that competition, I went to Europe with the 742nd from March 2017 to December 2017. And then we came back around Christmas time. And so in January, February 2018, I started training again under a new coach because I had moved. And from there, we really started to, his, really his model, his philosophy really worked with me as an athlete. And that's really important. You want to get with a coach who has the same philosophy as you do as, as a coach and as an athlete. So you guys can, can work well together. It is a, a working relationship if you will. So you want whoever you're working under to have to be to have the same drive and the same ambitions as you do. And that's one of the things that's really helpful about the coach that I'm working with right now. So we decided that we wanted to go to the national championships that will be held in March of 2019. That was going to be in Winston-Salem. Um, and that was the USA Track and Field Indoor Masters National Championship. Now, my race is the 800. I don't know if I mentioned that. And we trained for that race, and I was able to co- go to Winston-Salem and win that. So that was um, a big deal for us. We were very excited. It was the first championship that I won with him. So we were really happy about that. Well, around that time, uh, in April... My training had to take, I had to work around the fact that in April I got sent to BLC. And in BLC, you're confined to the, to, uh, the training center. Mm-hmm. So that kind of threw a little, little wrench in the plans. <laughs> but, you know, as a soldier, one thing I've learned is you just adapt to it. Mm-hmm. So after class, I would go do my workouts. We were in constant communication he would see, you know, okay, well, how's your training going? How are things going? And they had a little gym at McCready. It wasn't much, but <laughs> we we made it work. Mm-hmm. We figured out what we needed to do. So we just we just kind of worked with it. Then after they released us after about three weeks, we were getting back. We we're trying to get back into training. But the following week, I had orders to go to reclass school, oh, which wow. was right back to McCready Training Center. Mm-hmm. Now, the good part about reclass school is they give you a little more freedom. Mm-hmm. So I could leave at the end of the day to go to Fort Jackson, get my workouts in, and I could meet with him because I wasn't so far away. I was right, um, mm-hmm. I was right at McCready, which is still in the Columbia area. 
So we worked around it, we worked hard, and we just did what we had to do. The The meet before I went to Worlds, he wanted to try to get me into a meet so I could at least have some practice because there was a it's not really good to have a long time with without meets mm-hmm. for especially if you're trying to get to a world championships. So we went to New Jersey for a meet that my club put together. And they had some some top notch athletes. And I get there and we don't do well at all. <laughs> I came in dead last, and we were like, "All right, well, okay, well, let's 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 look at what happened." So, my season was pretty much cut short. I didn't have an outdoor season because I was in training for three months. So that's something that you can't help. But what did we learn from this? So we took what we learned from that meet that didn't go so well, and we went, we got back into the the lab and we talked about it and we got back on the track he knew because my coach is very smart he knew exactly what I needed to be ready and because I was already a national champion I had what's called a bye to world championships so I didn't have to have an an outdoor season to qualify since I was already an indoor national champion does that make sense mm-hmm. so I knew I was getting in to that world championship. We just didn't want to lose. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So <laughs> we we really put our heads together, and I worked hard. He worked hard, and we went to Toronto. And um, it was really, aside from the fact that we, we did win gold, it was great to be able to put on a USA uniform and represent the country because it people people take notice. You know, when the United States comes somewhere, we have a reputation for being top-notch athletes. We only send the best. So it's it's some pressure no matter where you go. You know, you got people that are they're looking up to you and then some they want to beat you. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep your you got to keep your head in the game and you can't let the outside influences really affect your performance because that can happen. So we went there and we won gold. We we're very, very happy about that. And because it was a world event, the U- Team USA has what's called a world medal count. So every time there's a world event where USA is competing against other countries, they keep a tally. And people know about it, especially if you follow the Olympics, but they keep a tally on that year round. So for the entire year. And I got to be a part of that world medal count for 2019 for Team USA. So that's really, it's really exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, can you kind of, you t- brought up the Olympics. Can you kind of touch base on that? Because I know whenever people ha- talk about you or um, when they were talking about you coming to speak with us, mm-hmm. they kept saying Olympic, Olympic. So I was getting confused. Could you, like, explain um, how you were saying earlier about like the uniform and how it's separate, but people kind of they don't realize it's separate. Well, yeah, it's it's the same, but it's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the Olympics is really just like any other world track and field championships where you compete against the the rest of the world. 
But thanks to the beauty of marketing and communications, people see it as the only Mm -hmm. thing that track and field athletes do when they compete against the world. And it's not. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so it's it's awesome because that's that's guaranteed to be televised. And as I understand, track and field is the most watched Olympic sport in the world over. So that's why people may have gotten that confused. It's not necessarily a, a bad confusion because I, I think I understand. Yeah, you know, it's easy to understand that. But every time you go to any track and field event where you're against the world you get a Team USA uniform. So, you know, there's the Pan Am Games, the Goodwill Games, the the um, North American, Caribbean, uh, Central American World Masters Championships. All of those are Team USA events. So you do get a uniform. Okay. So how does that make you feel, knowing that you've gone there, you've accomplished that goal, and being a part of the guard I mean that's a huge accomplishment right there because you play dual roles you're a soldier and then you have your civilian life but then you're also an athlete so you're kind of wearing three different hats like (laughs) how does that make you feel at this point that that you've gotten that far I feel blessed I feel very fortunate to have this opportunity and I know that not many people get this opportunity at all there are uh, when I go to big track and field events and they're like professionals that are way, they're more famous than me, they're impressed. They're like, wow, you're in the military. And I'm like, wow, you're <laughs> super fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, why are you impressed by me? So we're just like impressed by each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's a really cool opportunity. It's a, It's a very cool life. It's a very interesting life. It's there are times where it's difficult, but I don't mind it, yeah, you know, because it's something that I that I love to do. Mm-hmm. So you said you did the uh, eight hundred meter. Yeah, I ran. Oh, what, what's your best time for that? <laughs> I know and, get what, what's your best time for that? And what's your uh, PT uh, test run look like? Oh man, <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot. Yeah, you asking <laughs> this guy, this guy. Well, my best time so far is mm-hmm. a two twenty. For the 800. (laughs) Then for my PT, everybody asks me this, you know, Mm -hmm. for my run. And I'm so happy that they're changing the PT test (laughs) because I get tired of people asking me. Yeah. But I would say, and now, you know, I'm not going to give a disclaimer. Now, Mm -hmm. the the PT test is two miles. Mm -hmm. Let's keep that in mind. My -hmm. best, I would say, is probably between 14 minutes and 1425. Oh, shoot. Okay. That, I could never do that <laughs> I think my best even in basic like years ago was like 16 something there yeah. I could not imagine running 14 yeah I mean you're probably faster than some of the guys in your units and stuff even though you don't it's think true. like yeah that's true yeah yeah and that's why I'm always being asked that yeah, yeah so because well when you're an athlete everybody automatically assumes oh you're a PT stud but you're doing 800 meters and that's a lot shorter distance than two miles and that's a that's a longer period of time running than what you're used to exactly and i'm glad you brought that up because that's what i try to explain to people not that Mm -hmm. they always listen to me no they're not going to (laughs) they're not going to (laughs) that's what i try to explain to people now i do run uh several miles 
to mm-hmm. keep simply to keep that volume up cuz mm-hmm. you want your body to be accustomed to running longer mm-hmm. whatever your main race is you want to run longer than that mm-hmm. so i run 2 to 3 miles a day or 2 to 3 miles maybe about 3 days a week mm-hmm. 3 to 4 days a week mm-hmm. so i can do it it's not something that is difficult for me but for time, if you're trying to run a really fast two mile, you need to be running probably about five miles mm-hmm. just to have that volume to where you can run, you, you can hold that speed for longer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, because yeah. you're absolutely right. That's when I deployed in 2013. One, it's hot, so that kind of helps in a sense. But two, I was running four to five miles in that cut off so much time and people yep. don't realize mm-hmm. it just sticking to the two miles you're not going to progress unless you go p- more exactly. than what your body's used to exactly so but from training for uh, track and field versus do you have to do anything different to prepare for a pt test or are you kind of just since you train year round mm-hmm. you're you're able to just go and take a pt test with no issue well, the two, 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 and I'm assuming that's what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Now, um, there is going to be a different PT test that's in the works, and it's mm-hmm. coming down the pipeline. So I want to make sure people understand that. But for in terms of the two, two, two that you're ask you're asking the me, APFT, yeah. the APFT, mm-hmm. that I do still have to practice for. Now, am I concerned about it? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, because. Push-ups and sit-ups, you need to practice that. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to get your body accustomed to, hey, this is what we're going to be doing for a while. Um, so what I'll do is maybe probably about maybe two to three weeks out, I'll just start doing push-ups and sit-ups because that's not what I do normally. Mm-hmm. Now, do I lift? Do I run? Do I do movements for track and field? Absolutely. But push- push-ups and sit-ups, you have to practice that. So that I do do that to practice. Mm-hmm. Bringing that up, what is like um what what is your like week look like what for training and stuff like that? That and uh also nutrition. What do you do for that? Exactly. Ooh, great questions. Thank you. <laughs> so, my week consists well, let me just say this. It depends on where I am in my season, okay. in my cycle. But we can start with now. It's September. Mm-hmm. It's early in the season. We have not yet started to do work on the track just yet. Okay. But since August, I've been training. So I'm in the weight room and I do my volume, which is what we talked about earlier. You want to get that volume up early. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Um, Monday, t- Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I train right now two to three times a day. Mm-hmm. So that is weight room. Mm-hmm. Well, before that, I get up, do my morning run. Oh, okay. Then I go to, then I eat. Then I go to the weight room. Then I eat again. Then <laughs> I go, we work on track fundamentals. So um, form drills, things like that. Things to get my body ready to be back on the track again. Now, do you guys do anything with like sleds or anything like that? Yes. Like resistance where you just take off. Yeah, Yeah, resistance is definitely important. We haven't done sleds this season yet, but Mm -hmm. we we do that. Okay. That is a part of the training. 
Um, you asked me another question uh, about, uh, nutrition. about nutrition, nutrition as well. Yeah. So the biggest thing about nutrition for me is energy. I expel a lot of energy during the day. And when you expel a lot of energy, you get sleepy. And I can't sleep all day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> so I actually recently got with a nutritionist and we talked about foods that will keep me Uh, keep my energy up so I can do what I need to do and I can stay awake, stay alert throughout the day. So um, in the morning, that's oatmeal. Oatmeal is really good for energy because it breaks down slowly. Mm -hmm. And then you also want to get your proteins in. And you don't have to take protein shakes to get your protein. It can really be in what you eat. If you, you know, time it right, I, I like boiled eggs. So I get my oatmeal and my boiled eggs in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then during the day, there's I eat a lot of protein, and then there's carbs. I know everybody's afraid of carbs, mm-hmm. but you need those to keep your body from breaking down. Because after I run for X amount of time, I still have to have energy to get in the weight room and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So carbohydrates and you can get that in juice you get it in milk you get it in white rice pasta all those things i need so that when i get into the weight room i can lift heavy i can have that energy and i'm not breaking down i'm not getting hurt Mm -hmm. then we already talked about proteins but you, you know meat you guys focus on like fats and stuff like that or in in what way? Like good Jersey. fats, like uh, yeah, from the from the meat, um, like like kind of like keto keto and stuff like that. I don't know if you heard. Tried yeah, that. I've it's heard like high of, fat. Uh, it's like high fat, high protein, and stuff like that. I've heard of that, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about mm-hmm. it. I can tell you what I what what I focus on. Okay. So you want to have a certain amount of fat mm-hmm. because it helps you one maintain a healthy weight. Two, it keeps your body from from eating up fat that you that you need. So there's a there's like a, a layer of of fat that you want to have, so that if you need to burn energy, you're not burning energy from the fat that you need to live. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I hope I'm I hope I'm explaining that right. You got dietitians that are gonna be coming <laughs> after me like you didn't say that right. <laughs> I'm not an expert, mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so you you do want that, but you don't want to con- consume too much because, as I understand, too much fat, like fried foods and things like that, it, it brings your energy down. Mm-hmm. It can make you tired. So that's what we try to stay away from, try to stay away from the fried foods. Um, yeah, really the fried foods, the junk food. Um, trans fats, oh, okay, that sort of thing. And I'll ask you one more question about the nutrition. Absolutely. What's your favorite like cheat meal or post workout meal or anything? Ooh, like that? good question. I love pizza and I love cookies. Okay, can't <laughs> yeah. go wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love to eat, and actually, cookies. I eat those for a boost of energy. Okay, oh, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So I can eat those a little more than you know than once a week. But pizza, mm-hmm. when the season is over, pizza, donuts, <laughs> yeah, like I get uh, maybe like a four to six week window, mm-hmm. 
to where when the season is over, like after Worlds, I was so happy. I'm like, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I want pizza. I want donuts. I want cookies. I invited my coach over. I was like, hey, I'm making cookies. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, you can't – after the season is over – is when you get you get a chance to let your hair down a little bit. During the season, you, you know, you really want to stay disciplined. But once a week, sometimes I have pizza. Uh, I like French toast. That's another mm-hmm. thing that I like to eat once a week if I want to have a little cheat meal. Um, I stay away from the alcohol. Yeah, slow you down. During the season. Yeah, it slows you down. It, it gives you a lot of unnecessary weight. And in my sport, weight is really important. Okay. You know, because you, you want to be a certain size so you can get around the track good. Yeah, you beat me to that question. I was yeah. going to ask, like, it, because, like, you, uh, like, I did cross country in high school and stuff like that. And I was more of, like, the heavier set kind of, not, like, bad or anything, but, like, heavier set guys yeah. versus, like, the yeah, thinner fellows. And you're like, yeah. oh, gosh, like, they're just gliding through, making, like, 17, <laughs> like, uh, having a three uh, 5K, making, like, 17-minute runs. And I'm like, that is fast. How the, how the heck are you doing that? Yeah. But, they yeah, don't I was going to ask you about the, the weight and stuff like yeah, that. They have nothing to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but, yeah, if you watch the the distance runners, the serious distance runners, like the Olympic guys, like your uh, your Bernard Lagats, your Mo Farahs, they are skinny guys. Mm-hmm. They're really skinny guys. But they're very strong guys. So you see them – they're not super big, mm-hmm. but they can move, and they're running fast. And then you have your 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 pure power sprinters, and they're very very cut, super muscular, big legs like because they need bolt, that. Yeah. Right, they need that for that engine because they gotta get they gotta cover ground fast. Mm-hmm. They don't have all day mm-hmm. like. The distance guys do. <laughs> and they got to cover ground. They got to cover it fast. They got to mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. So that's where, where your engine comes from. Your okay. legs, your your hamstrings, your glutes. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So with um, with you being in the guard and everything, and I know we've talked about the PT test and all that fun stuff, have you had um, soldiers in your unit come to you asking for advice since – yeah. <laughs> it, it ha- yeah, it happens. It or happens do they ask, like, to train with you or anything like that? Or yeah, Well, yeah, um, that happens quite a bit. And I give them the best advice that I can give them, and I definitely try to encourage them. I'll have people that outrank me. They just come up to me like, hey, so what do you think about this? And I said, <laughs> well, okay. Well, and I'm going to tell you another thing. Google is my friend. Mm-hmm. So I'll pull out my phone. I say, okay, you want to do what now? All right, let's see what we got here. Mm-hmm. You know, because they'll ask me offhand, like, what exercise is good for this? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. And everybody's <laughs> different. So. Yeah, everybody is different. And that and I'm glad you brought that up. Everybody is different. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can't do certain things but that some people can do. And that that's just the reality of the situation. Um, there were some people in the beginning who asked to train with me, but they kind of fell off. <laughs> yeah. Keep up. yeah. Well, and it wasn't that I didn't want to train with them. It's just that there's a certain mindset that mm-hmm. I have. Like I am not just po- trying to pass a PT test mm-hmm. and that's a different mindset. If you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Oh wait, 
they don't yeah. realize what goes into right. it. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot that goes into what I do. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you can't still be fit mm-hmm. and do the things that you want to do. Because I think that's for everyone, for for the record. You know, I think that's important because it's just better for your life. You have a better lifestyle when, you, when you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So... With you being in the guard and then also your civilian life and um, being a professional athlete, where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Like, are you planning on staying in? Are you working towards a further goal on the track and field side? Um, what are, what's your uh, views on that? That's a, that's a pretty big question, <laughs> uh, but thank you for it. I appreciate it. You got me thinking now. Well, I will I'll definitely do out my contract. I have one or two more years left. And then from there, we'll see because we'll see uh, what they offer me. Okay. Stay in. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what we can uh, work out. <laughs> we can <laughs> negotiate on that. But aside from that, I definitely want to continue my career for easily the next four or five years. And... In that time, there'll be two Olympics. There'll be 2020, as we know, and then there'll be 2024. So one of those, That's your I, I wanna, I wanna represent the United States. Yeah. Is it 2020s yeah, yeah. in uh, Japan? It is. It okay. is in Tokyo. That'll be a really good experience. And I mean, you're already more than halfway there. Yeah. So. And yeah. 2024 is gonna be in Paris. Oh wow! Okay. Way, yeah. Is there any advice that you would like to give anybody? Um, just in general, whether it's military, professional, people who are into fitness, just anything in general, really? Enjoy what you do. I truly, truly enjoy what I do. Don't do it because you you want to be better than somebody else because that's not going to last long. You know, you want to be, if you're going to be an athlete, if you're going to be a soldier, you want to be soldier as an athlete. You want to be that from the inside out. It's got to be in you, not because you're chasing medals, not because you want to be better than somebody, not because you want to have, quote, unquote, power over somebody. Do it because you want to be better and you want to make someone else better and you want to help this world be better. That's very, very, very good. I really like that. (laughs) I was not expecting that, but I'm glad that that's what you said. (laughs) Well, hopefully um, in the next year or four years, we can have you come back and you will have some medals that you can share with us because that will be awesome. But um, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and talk with us. And we, I enjoyed your story. I mean, it's, you're doing a lot. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So that was some really cool and fun information from Specialist Burgess. Yeah, that was really insightful. Um, I never would have thought. Um, I mean, we watch we watch the Olympics. We watch all these. Uh, we watch all these uh, stuff on like ESPN or mm-hmm. sports events, and we. I don't think we really think about all the. Tra- we just like seeing that the highlight, like the 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 highlights of like ESPN, what they've got going on of like top ten or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but we never really think about what the training training is like and how much time you got to put in to get that for the end result of what you get out. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that, um, like 
National Guard is viewed as one week in a month, two weeks a year, and we're citizen soldiers. Like Mm -hmm. we have our military, we have our civilian life, but then there's people who have all these different curriculums in between that. There's people who have families, so they have kids they take care of. There's people that are in school, so they might be in school, have a full-time job and in the guard. And for somebody to be a pro athlete on top of that is just crazy to think. And it's like anything is possible really. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's cool that she has a very unique story and she was able to come in and share with us um, her experiences and everything. Cause I mean, that's a lot to have to do like the training and getting up early to make sure you're getting all your runs in and all your other training and then you're eating and it's a lot to have to do. And she was talking about uh, when she went to BLC and she on top of going to BLC, having Mm -hmm. to, do our training, which, she, which, I mean, you really, there's not the track other than the one-mile loop, then she's having to do training there, and uh, and BLC, I mean, it's time-consuming. Mm-hmm. And you have then, a lot of work to get done in a then, short uh, amount of time. Oh, gosh. And then uh, <laughs> then after that, go, got to have that motivation to go train afterwards. Exactly. Um, that, that was, uh, I, I really never would have thought about that, and especially having to, like, I've been to BLC and all that stuff, so having to... Um, then do like PT or or training afterwards, and also she has to get in uh, get in all the the right food. I guess she's not going to get as much sleep as she uh, would think she'd <laughs> get, but uh, yeah, I I never would have thought thought about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so if you're listening or watching and you have a story, I mean, we do the Know Your Mill videos. We've had different guests come on with unique stories. If you have a unique story or you know somebody that does reach out to us. We want to tell your story. That's what we're here for. We're storytellers telling the story of the soldiers and airmen of the South Carolina National Guard. Um, So we would love to either do a podcast and do a sit down like we did with her, or we can do um, a Know Your Mill video where it's more of a one-on-one interview based and get your story out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And also those who are uh, listening uh, or watching, uh, please like, comment, and subscribe so we can get feedback and improve and mm-hmm. just uh get more content out there yeah exactly and we're still reaching for that 500 i don't <laughs> think they want to see a bloopers video like uh, i figure that w- if we keep mentioning it they'll mm-hmm. be like yeah we want to see bloopers like behind the scenes stuff and i guess they really don't want it so <laughs> we got to keep pushing for it yeah but um again like uh, sergeant andrew said make sure you're liking subscribing and um we're still revamping the youtube uh hopefully here in the next couple weeks it'll be exactly the way we want it and um it'll be easier for you guys to find videos and stuff like that um and i guess we'll we'll just end it there unless you have anything sergeant andrews no i don't no uh, no, i don't (laughs) (laughs) um be safe uh the holidays are right around the corner i mean we just had halloween and hopefully everybody had a good time uh, going out trick-or-treating with their kids or dressing up or whatever it was that you did Um, we hope that you guys were safe and had fun Um, but with that, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker. I'm Sergeant Tim Andrews. And we'll catch you in the next episode.